It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. The, the, the winds of change are blowing through Raider Nation, and Silver and Black Today keeps you up to date with the latest news and views about your Las Vegas Raiders. Touchdown, Las Vegas! With insight, opinions, and interviews, we're on the cutting edge of what's happening now. Now, now with the latest on your Raiders and the NFL, your host, Scott Goldbranson and Mo Moten. All right, welcome back, Raider Nation. It is time for the Silver and Black Today post-game show. Week two, the Raiders. Uh, what else do you say? 38-10 losers to the Buffalo Bills. A tough one, I know, for everybody out there to swallow. Uh, not a lot of fun. It started off so well, but we are going to go through it. Myself and Murph from Raiders Fan Radio, who will join us just in a moment. Do us a favor. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your audio. So make sure you subscribe. Just look for Silver and Black today. Subscribe, hit the auto-download button as well. If you're watching us here on YouTube or Twitch, wherever you may be, hit the subscription button. That way, every time we go live after a game or we have a video during the week, you can do that. A note, today as well, we're going to be doing some giveaways. Yes, we want to make you feel better after that loss. So we're going to be uh, giving away some DC4L custom tees. You guys are familiar with them. They, they did our Midtown Mo shirts and also the Irish Candidate and O'Connell shirts for charity for the One Nation Foundation. Well, today we're going to give away four shirts. Okay, four shirts. And then we also have another cool thing. I got to reach down here and get this one from the folks at uh, Fisher Price, by the way, for those of you with kids. And you can see it on if you're watching us. It is the uh, Little People set of Raiders, the Just Win Baby Little People set. We're going to give that away too. Now, how do you win? Well, we're going to do that in a minute. We're going to do them individually. And we, what we'd like you to do is if you are watching us on YouTube um, or if you're watching us somewhere else, go to the YouTube channel, the Silver and Black Today YouTube channel, and Super Chat. Just give us, if you do a minimum $5 Super Chat, which is a donation, it's going right to the One Nation Foundation. We're not keeping it. Murph will tell you about the One Nation Foundation in a minute. But if you do that, you're going to be entered into that. So, so go ahead and do that. I'll be noting down everybody who does Super Chat today to give those away uh, as well. So please do that. So thank you to Dan over at DC4L Custom Tees. He's going to let you choose any T-shirt you want, any T-shirt you want from their selection uh, and he will send that to you. So we're going to do that now. I say we because I bring in my good friend, and that is Murph from Raiders Fan Radio. And uh, we're going to get his instant reaction. I already know part of it. But obviously, the, the Raiders, after a great win on the road in Denver, go all the way across country. In fact, they stay there all week in West Virginia to prepare for the Buffalo Bills. And as I saw a lot of people tweeting... An angry Bills team after how they lost to the Jets, after the Jets' Rodgers uh, uh, injury, excuse me, all that jazz, okay? So they go to Buffalo, and the game starts really well, and then from there it's downhill. Mo Murph, I want to give you the first uh, instant reaction here, too, because I think people are overreacting in some ways, and I'll get to the why before you start judging me on saying that. But give me sort of that voice of the fan here uh, as, you, <laughs> as you watch that game unfold. <laughs> 
Uh, wow. Well, I switched over to watching the paint dry on the walls there in the second <laughs> half because that was way more riveting than watching that football game. Um, you know, it's um, this was. Uh, you know, I don't think any of us, even the, the those of us that were optimistic about this Raiders season, expected the Raiders to go into Buffalo uh, and, and pull the win off. Buffalo is is, is too good of a team. Uh, the Raiders don't have the talent and the horsepower to, to keep up with a team like that. Uh, we know what the Raiders' record is on the East Coast. Yes, I know that we've had a, a little bit of success uh, on the East Coast uh, in, in recent years, but for the most part, and I know the history doesn't always inform the present, but, you know, it's just tough for us. We just don't do well against these teams that play uh, in the East Coast. So, um, you know, when it, when the game started off and, and Jimmy G comes out of the gate firing, um, we looked pretty good, and I was, I was pretty encouraged, obviously, until the tip passed, and then it was just like literally from that tipped interception – was downhill uh, for the rest of the way out. So, I mean, as a as a fan, I'm not. I'm always disappointed when the Raiders lose, and I don't think it was a very exciting football game. There wasn't a lot that went on, um, and I know we're going to get into details of it. But my initial reaction to it is that, well, I always want us to win. So, but <laughs> did I expect? I'm trying to go into this season a little more objective. I really am trying, and I didn't expect the Raiders to come out with with, with a W here, despite how we looked against uh, Denver, knowing that Buffalo was embarrassed on, on on Monday Night Football. We just kind of expected to see, you know, we we're going to get their best punch, and boy, did we! And and uh, so yeah, so the Raiders lose, but the end of the day, I mean, I'm watching it now. I'm trying to keep up here. The Titans are getting ready to kick a field goal. Um, if they didn't just do it, I might have missed it while I was there, while I was talking. Yep, they sure did. Titans win final in overtime. Ah. 27-24. So now the Chargers are 0-2. I believe Kansas City hung on to beat the Chargers. We'll see what happens with the Broncos, but here we are at the, as the Raiders sitting at 1-1 with a division win. So we're still going to be in first place. Yeah, I know, and and I, and I get – I'm rambling now, but I'll, I'll say this real quick. Real quick. <laughs> I get the overreaction and I haven't even been on social media because I got family over today. My uncle Mosh is here. We're hanging out, watching the nice. game and eating pizza and drinking beer and have a good time. Um, so I haven't even seen the X today, but I can assume I got in my, I already know what's going on in there. Um, and I'll say this, that like, what were your expectations on the year? With the, you fan that is overreacting about, I don't know, probably Hunter Renfro, probably Michael Mayer, probably Decorian <laughs> Bennett. I mean, there's, there's a handful of things I suspect that people are freaking out about. Um, but like, what did you, what did you really expect on this one? Now, next week, home opener against Pittsburgh. If we lose 38 to 10, I'm with you. Then I'm overreacting on that one. But on this one, Scott, I think we got to keep this one metered a little bit. Yeah, I agree with that. By the way, got to give a shout out to Bill Montoya on YouTube $5 super chat. So he gets one of the free custom, uh, custom t-shirts. So, Bill, make sure you do me a favor and email me at mail at silverandblacktoday.com your contact info so I can pass it on to Dan over at DC Fire Custom Tees. Okay. But let's get to your point because you, during the game, you know, I, I don't I don't post as much as I used to during the game because you're right. You get the you get the emotional stuff back. But I was posting because I, I did think the first Garoppolo, I know a lot of people disagree with me, and that's cool. The first Garoppolo pass was tipped. Yes, it was tipped. I understand that. That was intercepted. Uh, but I just thought he could have eaten it there and just, you know, lived to, to, to go another day. It kind of switched the momentum and they never came back from that one. But, but overall, Jacorian Ben didn't play well. But again, 
There were some problems there with Trayvon Morgan in defensive backfield. But we're going to start with the defense because I think you have to, right? The defense just couldn't get it done. I thought the game would be much closer. I will be in. Maybe I was buying. Maybe I was drinking the Kool-Aid, which is not something I usually do or I'm accused of on this show, Murph. But I will tell you, I really thought that they would come in there and have a better game. Now, they did not. The defensive line could not pressure Josh Allen, could not disrupt him at all. And that put pressure on your young cornerbacks. Now, I was commenting on those young quarterback cornerbacks not playing well or the young safety not playing well. But in reality, a lot of people out there saying how they're terrible and the coaching's terrible. It's like, look, if you don't get pressure up front, you put all the pressure on the back end, okay? So with the defense, it, it, it's, a, it, it's a chain reaction. When you can't get pass rush, then you cannot... You cannot, you leave your guys on an island, and that's what happened. Yes, Ja'Cory Bennett's a rookie. He's a fourth rounder. He's going to take the third rounder. He's going to take some time to develop. Okay. So, in a game like this where you're playing, let's face it, folks, just say, just, just say it a superior team to the Raiders, you have very little margin for error. And, and the thing is, Murph, we saw, and I was there, So, and I'm guilty. Some of the people were coming at me on X uh, during the game, and they're right. We're, oh, we heard all these people talk about how the defensive front was better in the preseason and it was better this year, and it was. But guess what? You get into the regular season when you're playing for the real stuff, and it just hasn't, it hasn't gone. We haven't seen enough pressure up the middle from anyone Anyone, Murph. And when that happens against a team like the Bills with a quarterback like Josh Allen, you're not going to win very many. No, and let's let's face it, Raider Nation. Like Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, you're talking about two of the like one of the most elite, you know, wide receiver quarterback combinations that there is in the league. It's not like it's not like we went out and did this against some scrubs today. You know, if if this game were against the Falcons or something, then I could see it. Then I would be like, oh my goodness, we got we got issues. But like, did we really think that the Raiders were going to compete for an AFC championship game this year? And again, I'm trying to go into this year objective. When we did our schedule prediction, I had them at nine and eight. And I and this was one of the games that I had them losing. And I think that that's a very fair assumption. We're talking about a six win football team that could probably improve a few games on its on its win uh, total sheet. We're going to win the games that we should win. We're, you know, we should have beat the Broncos and we did. We should be able to beat Pittsburgh. We should, you know what I mean? Like those are the, the games. Should we sweep Kansas City? Yeah, probably not. Should we, you know, beat Buffalo? Yeah, probably not. Like you start looking at the games that like that, you know, that, that the Raiders should and likely won't win. Like it's, it's, that's kind of what we should expect this year. So I, yeah. are we going to be competitive against mid? There's a term for the kids the, um, against mid teams. Yes. Should we beat teams that are that are of lesser talent? Yes. And then the elite teams, I'm sorry, guys, we're not there yet. We don't have the horsepower yet to hang with Buffalo, Cincinnati, you know, Kansas City, unfortunately, you know, maybe only because they're division. So we got a little bit more competitiveness there. But and I know the Bengals are well, I think they're owing two now, right? I think they lost yeah. today, the Ravens. Yeah. But like, so maybe even count the Ravens and like when you look at the elite teams in the AFC, and I know all these teams are on our schedule. I'm just trying to draw comparison to the elite teams in the AFC. I don't think we're there yet. And I don't think anybody coming out of this offseason thought we were going to be there yet. And it, and to continue picking on the defense, like you said, we have a lot of young players in there. And I thought guys like Marcus Epps today showed up and did. And had a, did. I don't want to say anybody had a good game, or, but like you could see that he has playmaking ability and was an effective free agent acquisition for the Raiders. I thought that, that he looked pretty good. Marcus Peters had a pretty good day for the most part. Yep. It's like the guys, uh, I can't always call him Mickey Spillane. 
Bob Spillane had a <laughs> day for the most part. If he gets his hands on you, you're you're, you're going down, right? Hey, like you seem yes. to be a, a solid tackler at, at at a minimum. But is it enough? Divine Diablo, decent day. Max Crosby was getting doubled, if not tripled, all day long. There was a few plays, and I'll save it to the to the tape people out there because I'm not that guy, and I don't want to go back and watch this game again, anyways. But like, there was times in there where I think Max was getting chipped and then double teamed. It's like. Yeah. The Bills said, all right, we're taking 98 out of the game. You beat us with three or four other guys. And, and the Raiders. And Murph, and Murph, that was brilliant by them because no one has shown anything else. If I am the Bills, yes. that's exactly yes. what I'm doing. I'm gonna do, and oh, by the way, on fourth down, I'm going for it every time because you guys can't stop anybody. I mean, who can blame them? Absolutely. That up the middle, that I mean, I don't know why teams don't run the quarterback sneak more often, anyways. But when you got a big old gnarly quarterback like Josh Allen and you have a weak mid defensive front like the like the Raiders did, the middle of the line, then I'm with you. Like I would I would yeah. be sneaking it every time too. Like so I mean, look, we got punk today, man. There's no way around it. I mean, yes, there were some plays that we would have wanted back. I think that like Milano makes an incredible interception over yeah. Josh Jacobs. I don't Stole think that ball. was anyone's fault other than, you know, sometimes our players don't quote make the mistake. Sometimes the other team just outplays you. And yeah. on that that play, it was like to me like a perfect representation of what this game was. We got outplayed at certain positions when it counted most. And by the way, like where is Josh Jacobs? Like I get the Hunter Renfro thing. Like I, people are like, yeah. like what, but is Hunter not getting the targets? Is he being game planned out? I don't think he got a catch until the very end. We saw Michael Mayer get practically a garbage catch. Like you know at the end of the first half, like. Like where are the, where are where are those two guys? But then Josh Jacobs, when he does get the ball, like we don't see that make that first tackle or miss kind of thing that we were seeing for a while. And this seems, and I don't want to make this about Josh entirely and pick on him, but like this is the reason that he didn't get his fifth year option picked up. And for everybody that forgets those middle two years of his four years with the Raiders, yeah, his rookie year was great. Yes, last year was great, but those middle two years were middle. Like it, it, I mean, they were okay, and he was kind of hurting part no, of them. And, and so. And- and you're, you're Murph. You're right. Although I have to, I have to defend him a little bit because please, when when please. you get when you get the ball and there's three defenders on you as soon as you touch the ball, it's kind of hard. Well, now, I, when okay. he has gotten space, now he did do better in the receiving game when he had when he was open in space and and he got the check down, it worked out well. But but I understand they're not running the ball. The offensive line is not doing it. And we're going to talk about that in the next segment. By the way, got to give a shout out to Joel Denning, 1999 Super hey. Chat. He gets he gets a t-shirt and he donates to the One Nation Foundation. So thank you very much for doing that and helping out Murph and the and the team and he'll he'll tell you about Thanks, that Joel. later in the show. Yeah, absolutely. Um but yeah, I mean the Josh Jacobs the running and that's the thing. I mean you you look at this team and we'll get to the offense in a second here when we take a break. But when you look at the defense, again, young defense, a lot of people going crazy about Tyree Wilson. And I think you and others had to remind, hey, did you remember Khalil Mack, his first four games in the league? His first two games, he had four sacks his first season. His first two games, he had like six tackles, and that was it. So before you start bringing up the Jalen Carter stuff and all this other stuff, let's give the guy time. I'm not saying be happy with the loss. Don't get me wrong. But it is a work in motion. Yes, the defense isn't very good, but you weren't going to fix it. For those of us who picked the team to win six or seven games, that was primarily one of the reasons, was because the defense is not ready yet. They have more to do to build it. They addressed some things this year, didn't address linebacker, thought they addressed some of the interior, although I thought one of their good young players, uh, Nesta Silvera, was not active today. I would like to see him in there because nobody else is doing anything. 
give the young guy a shot, right? Yeah, why not? But but that's that's how it's going to go. The defense itself uh, is is a work in progress. I mean, Murph, you can't look at that lineup and think, why aren't we sacking Josh Allen every down? Yeah, and I, I, I now that's even with all the lack of production, and, and I I get Raider fans are frustrated, and we have been oh, for yeah. a very very long time. Um, but we can't evaluate Tyree Wilson off of two games, man. I, we just we just can't do it. Like you said, yeah. it, it takes a little while um, for these guys to get going. Uh, Jalen Carter is playing on an elite defense already, like that yes. he got drafted Thank into. You. It's not Thank like you. you know what I mean. Like we're talking about two completely different things. It ain't even the same sport when you look at the way that the Eagles <laughs> are built and the Raiders are built. Let alone apples and apples. It ain't even it's apples and marshmallows, man. It ain't even close to the same thing. So we can't compare those those two players. Um, and, and I think that, that when you also look at the consensus, like, I mean, Tyree Wilson was was considered a, a first overall pick, first uh, round, a number one overall pick uh, until he had the injury. And listen, like, there's no world in coming off the Henry Ruggs incident where the Raiders were going to draft Jalen Carter. It was never going to happen. So, Correct. like, the further you can just put that out of your mind, like, just settle and wrestle and, 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 and rest in that because it was never going to be a thing. So right. it wasn't an opportunity missed by the Raiders or whatever else and whatever thing. I don't even know what people are saying because, again, I haven't been on there. But um, but whatever <laughs> those things are, like, it's not an, it's not a like a it's not a fair comparison. It's Correct. it's it's hyperbole or whatever. You know what I mean? It's, anyway, yes. so. All that said, you got to give the young man time. Most players do. That's the bottom line is that most players don't come in and light up the league right away. It's just not, that's not the way that it works. You got to give him time to develop. And oh, yeah, he didn't have training camp. And oh, yeah, he sat out the entirety of the preseason. Like, just give the man some runway and he'll be there. He'll be fine. Right. I think he's right. going to be a great player. I think he's going to be a dominant player, frankly. But he's going to be a dominant player in the first two weeks of his first ever games. I just don't have that expectation at all. I think I that agree. we got to give him some runway. Now, where we can be critical is that I think that, and and listen, I'm not Mr. Pollyanna and Mr. Like apologized for, you know, the, the coaching staff and the, and, the, and the front office, apparently, if you ask the people in the X. Um, <laughs> what I will tell you is this, that like, I was uh, starting to believe that the Raiders and their comfort in what they did on personnel on defense was, I felt like they felt they did enough getting the uh, divine Diablo, you know, um, yeah. you know, coached up, bulked up uh, to, to play uh, linebacker, bringing in Spillane, you know, having a guy like Jerry Tillery return, having a guy like, I thought like Bilal Nichols, like I thought they thought they had done enough. So if we're going to be critical, I think out of the first out of the gate here. Now the, mm -hmm. the Raiders had a bad day today. They didn't do great, but the disparity in talent was clear, as you mentioned. You're yes. talking about a old team versus a middle team. So, yes. did the Raiders do enough to address their need for elite talent? Because the bottom line for us as Raider fans, and, and for the Raiders themselves, they got to beat the Chiefs. It ain't about the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, it sucks to lose to the Buffalo Bills, but we got to beat the Chiefs, the elite of the elite, right? Correct. So, do we have enough talent? To be able to compete with them, and as of right now, that answer is no. Like we exactly. do not have that kind of ability, you know. And we got to win those division games, man, way more than we got to win a just and, a and Murph, conference. And you're absolutely right on this because this is a point I made during the game in chatting with somebody, which was like, "Listen, um, you're not playing a high school team here, okay? You're not the Raiders aren't going. So when you talk about well, they're not doing this, they're not doing that. Yeah, because they're better than you in all those spots. Now, to your point." <laughs> To your point about did the did the GM and the front office do enough to address some of the needs? That's a fair question. I don't think we know the answer. If you want to go by today's stand or today's game, the answer is no. But it's a long season, and they played a very good team. 
I think people were looking at them as a little more vulnerable than they were. And the Raiders ran into a buzzsaw today. It's the way it goes. Not making excuses for moves that were not made or plays not made. It just is what it is. But but I do think you have to consider that. All right, we're going to step aside really quick for a break. A couple things before we go. One is, remember, we have a, a few shirts left, uh, three shirts left. We're asking for donations for the One Nation Foundation nonprofit that helps out charity, which Murph is involved with. We'll talk to you. We talk about it on every show. We'll get you the details on it later. But $5 or more Super Chat gets you one of those shirts. We've already given away two. We also, and I keep throwing it down. I'll get it for after the break. We also are giving away a Fisher Price Little People set, Raiders Little People set. So if you want that, if you have kids or or you want them, or you wanted to put them, you know, all these people with their stupid ducks in their jeeps, maybe they could put the little Raider people in there instead. I think that Is would be Trey Ducker in there, Scott. <laughs> He's about the size. Yeah. <laughs> I I joke. I joked when when we showed him on the show before. I joked with Mo. I said, "Hey, Mo, here's you." So oh. yeah. <laughs> we had fun with that one. But anyway, but we're doing that. It's all for charity. It all goes to the One Nation Foundation. So thank you for those uh, for Bill Montoya and Joel Denning who've already donated. They're going to get their choice of any T-shirt from DC4LCustomTees.com and our friend Dan over there. So thank you guys to that. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back just in a few seconds here on the Silver and Black Today, post-game edition, Raiders 38-10. Uh, they lose up in Buffalo. Don't go anywhere. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. All right, we're back here on the post-game show. The Raiders fall to the Bills 38-10. to 10. I don't need to tell you if you're watching, probably, because you went through all of it, by the way. Uh, we are uh, Silver and Black today. We are joined by my good friend Murph from Raiders Fan Radio. You can follow him on Twitter, x at underscore Murph, M-U-R-F. Please support them. Also, go subscribe to the YouTube page, Raiders Fan Radio. You can also download... Uh, and subscribe to their podcast, the, the audio version of that, wherever you get your audio too. I'm Scott Branson. You can follow our show. Please do the same. Subscribe. Follow me on X at LV Gully. Just don't come at me with all the penalty crap, as I'm seeing in the chat right now on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Blame penalty crap. It doesn't matter. The one penalty does not negate almost 40 minutes of time of possession in the game, by the way. Whoo. I mean, I got to read this to you because I know, I know it's depressing. But if you look at this, the numbers just are the, jump off the page. The Raiders uh, total p- total offensive plays thirty nine, Buffalo seventy four. Okay, time of possession forty minutes and four seconds. So I was wrong. It was forty minutes. I thought it was a little bit under forty minutes and forty and four seconds. Forty minutes, folks. 
I mean, that I don't know that I've seen that in a long time in a Raider game. As bad as games as they've had in recent years, I don't think I've seen that. Uh, if you look at that, of course, Jimmy Garoppolo, 16-24, 185 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions, a quarterback rating of 68.9. On the other side, Josh Allen was not bad, Josh Allen, today. He was 31-37, 274 yards, three touchdowns, a quarterback rating of 124. Also, Cook, the running back, of course, um, he is, um, what's his name's brother from, from uh, now on the Jets. Why am I forgetting his first name? Cook. Uh, 17 attempts, 123 yards, uh, and for a seven-yard seven yard average, Murph. Woo! Okay, so there you go. And, of course, uh, the big story on the day, too, Josh Jacobs, nine rushes minus two yards. Uh, he did have, Josh Jacobs, five catches for 51 yards in the passing game. But that's where we talked about the defense, and then we'll talk about the offense, and then we'll talk a little bit in the final segment about how it all comes together. But... You look at the offense, Murph, and the situation here is about balance. This offense, just so you folks know, this offense, and Jimmy Garoppolo is a quarterback, by the way, it will not work if there's not balance. So if a an opposing team can shut off, for example, the rushing game completely, doesn't happen often. But when it does happen, like the Bills did today, the Raiders system and Josh McDaniel's system doesn't work, okay? You go back, you can watch the, the Patriots stuff from years past and see it. They work in tandem. It's all about balance. So when one's out of balance, you don't have a Josh Allen at quarterback to pass your way out of it. Jimmy Garoppolo is a good, efficient quarterback, but he's not going to take you on his shoulders and throw for 400 yards to win a game where you can't rush the ball. It's just not going to happen. So with that said... That's what you saw today. You you saw Garoppolo came out, great first drive. Everybody's excited, looks good. And that's how the system, when it's working well, that's how it works. But when you shut down a piece of it, it's hard to get going. And I think, I think Murph, a lot of people don't understand that piece of it. And um, we don't necessarily take on the fact that it's the system and the balance piece. If you don't have the, you know, a lot of people want to throw the ball downfield. It's like, well, you can't throw the ball downfield when you're not establishing some superiority at the line of scrimmage with the run. So I think this is a good example of a game. So people, I mean, it's, it sucks because the Raiders lost for you fans out there. But I think, Murph, it's a good example of teaching people of how when things are in balance in this offense, it's going to score. When it's not, it's going to have trouble. Yeah, and I mean, we saw the ball go down deep to, uh, I believe it was Trey Tucker, right? That 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 deep ball that went that he, uh, um, of course, he stepped out of bounds, uh, so so the catch didn't count. Uh, and I and I think that you know some of the the fans that are complaining about the the pass interference or lack thereof, you know, they they, they picked up the flag on there, which was unfortunate. But um, you know, yeah, I, I'm with you, Scott. I think that there's a, there, I have a few thoughts around this though. So the idea that like everything has to be perfect for it to work makes me nervous like it makes me <laughs> nervous because I, I look at like the past patriots teams i feel that like when they were the kings of adjustments whether that was game to game or that was in game now was that because of josh was that because of bill was that a combination of the both was that because of tom Brady? i don't i don't know i'm not pretending to have the answer but what i am saying though is that when you were you take away something like say it was Hunter today, okay? Say they came into this game plan, you know, and was schemed for Hunter Renfro, and they expected him to have a big day, and the Bills took that away. 
so that, okay, well then, then offensively, what do we have to do creatively with our minds and our ability to adjust as coaches and, and, and play callers on offense? What can we do to counter that? Um, th- that's the part to me that often now defensively, I understand it defensively. We are deficient in seemingly multiple areas. Yes. So, uh, I, I don't put as much onus on Patrick Graham as I do. Well, we just kind of run out of talent on defense. Offensively, I feel the opposite. Offensively, we have enough talent. We spent a high enough uh, draft pick on Michael Mayer for him to start being involved in this offense. We know what Hunter Renfro can do on the field. I would expect for him to be involved in this offense. We've seen Josh Jacobs lead the league in rushing, for, and now he's getting paid $12 million. He should be more effective than nine carries for negative two yards. Like So now does that come down to the lack of talent, or is that the play calling? On the, should it land on the coaches or some combination of both of them? I don't know, but I feel like offensively, if they if the Bills – take a piece away of our offense, then we have enough horsepower to be able to still keep it going just in a, in a different way. So like, that's what I would say to that, that like, well, I can appreciate that idea that like, while everything is lined up perfectly, it's efficient and we see how great it is. And we saw it on that initial yep. drive, but if it's, if it can't be effective enough to be able to modify itself and or adjust through the course of the game, when elite teams start taking things away from you, then we are in for a long ass season. We gonna win three games. Like, yeah. I mean, you, you know what I, I mean? I, like, think, I, I, I think, Murph, I think you're right. I don't, I don't think when I say balance, I don't mean perfection, meaning that they always have to be perfectly balanced because you're right because you might go up against a defense, for example, that's better against the run or better against the pass, and you might have to rely on one or the other more. No question about it. I think today you saw a situation where they couldn't, after that first drive, not only could they not get the run going, but the pass protection wasn't as good as it was last week. Pass protection was terrible. Right, because terrible. you were playing, you were playing a better defense. Coming in. Yeah. Yeah. You were playing a better defense, and I don't know why. You know, all this kumbaya crap about going to West Virginia, maybe it worked. I don't know. All I know is they came in, they didn't really look that well, that well prepared. And the coaching piece of it, the offensive coaching, it's going to be really interesting because I, I tend to wait, unless it's really, really obvious, I tend to wait till I watch the film on Monday afternoon or into Tuesday where I can watch the offense uh, on, the, on the coach's film to see what they did and what the calls were and why they were. For example, if you just could not get anything going and you had no pass protection, it's kind of hard to call those passes. But you're right. Using personnel, it comes down to, okay, why are you doing what you're doing? And, and of course, the press conference is going on right now, but I'm hoping that someone there asks about the use of that or during this week coming up in availability when they get back to Vegas because, you know, what are you doing with, with Hunter Renfro? Now, I watched Hunter when he was on the field a couple times. But why aren't you targeting him? He wasn't open. He just wasn't open, but the other times he was. And then the same thing with the tight end position. Hooper had a nice catch tonight, but outside of that, it's very difficult. Hooper, but, Hooper did have a couple in there that, that, that yeah. were nice. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Yeah. But their targeting isn't there. But you look at that, you look at um, what's been happening with the running game. They just have not been able to get the running game. I think it's a combination, to your point, of Josh Jacobs, but also a combination of that offensive line. They did not run run block well last week. And they didn't do it again this week, and they didn't pass block this week either. They were number one in the league last last week against Denver, who's a good defense, but not as good as Buffalo. So, so it, it, it's a situation where I think you're seeing you're seeing all that. And I said it after the game, and we said it before the game. This would be a true test to see where the Raiders are at. And so, against one of the top four teams in the AFC going into the season, okay, no matter what happened to them yeah. last week. Yeah. yeah. And so now you know. And so I don't think people, I understand disappointment 
of course, after a loss. But you kind of have to understand that's where you want to be. So that's that's how long they're away. By the way, just a, a reminder, we're still giving away T-shirts, uh, DC4L Custom Tees. If you do a $5 or more donation, it's going to go to the One Nation Foundation, and you will get a free T-shirt, any T-shirt from our folks over there at DC4LCustomTees.com. Also, I'm giving away the... The Fisher-Price Little People. So if you want this one particularly because you have kids or grandkids or you just want them for your dashboard, let me know. And I think you said the Trey Tucker. I think this is the Trey Tucker here. <laughs> and I then see, the, yeah, the, the, the face paint one, I don't know. I, uh, but And then we even that's, got... Is that a big Robertson over there? I see, I see maybe. <laughs> yeah. And then you also have a, a nice young woman here. So, so if you have a little girl and she's a Raiders fan, uh, she'll be covered with one of the characters in here, too. So we're giving that away for donations. Swag Charlie. Shout out Swag Charlie. There you go. That's right. And also, Murph, why don't you tell everybody, because we're asking people now, we're giving away these T-shirts, we're giving away the little people set here. Let people know about the One Nation Foundation, what you guys do, so that they, if they're going to jump in and do a super chat in their disappointment over the Raiders' loss, they can feel good walking away from today knowing they made a difference in somebody's life. Uh, well, thank you so much. We appreciate that. And, and uh, yeah, we always appreciate Scott uh, for the platform here for the One Nation Foundation. So our uh, once we figured out, once our Uncle Mosh and I figured out that we could make some money with Raiders Fan Radio, uh, we quickly decided we wanted to give all that money away. So we formed our own nonprofit called the One Nation Foundation, and we give money away strictly through Raiders, uh, to Raiders-related charities. Uh, we gave to the Raider Dad folks earlier this year, and we went out there to see them uh, uh, provide a tailgate experience and also go into a game at Allegiant Stadium for underprivileged kids, and not only just the kids, but for their uh, parental figures as well. Uh, so Raider Dad folks are, are amazing, and so we were glad to support them. And also the Bolitnikoff Foundation. Uh, we've got a, a, a check planned for Bolitnikoff uh, in November at their annual Crab Fest event, uh, where we're going to present them a check for $15,000 uh, based on the, the donations and the advertising and everything that the show uh, has raised. And that's 100% based on on good folks uh, like uh, that are in the chat tonight that are donating uh, to, to get that shirt, you know, that little people set and all that. We can't thank you all enough. We're just the vessels. We just turn on the microphones and talk about our favorite football team, but it's our listening audience and the good folks in Raider Nation and their generosity uh, that supports the foundation and so we can't thank you enough for that. And, and the Bolitnikoffs, if you don't know, uh, have a place called Tracy's Place of Hope and the Bolitnikoff Center of Hope and where they bring in uh, young women at risk of domestic violence and substance abuse and not only gives them a safe place to stay, but it offers them rehabilitative services uh, for them to get back out and, and reacclimate into, um, you know, quote, more normal life. And so we appreciate uh, the amazing, amazing work that they are doing and so many of the Great Raiders related charities. And we're looking to continue to grow the One Nation Foundation bigger and better year over year and, and, and to keep adding more and more charities. We kind of want to be, you know, like a a center point uh, for the generosity of Raider Nation to feed numerous Raiders charities. So, uh, so again, thank you for the platform and thank you to everybody uh, that's contributed today and will continue to do so for the rest of the year. We love you guys. And I'll say one last real quick thing. Even if you can't contribute monetarily by, you know, super chats and all those kinds of things, just help out Silver and Black today. Help out the Raiders Fan Radio. Give us a like. Give us a yes. subscribe. Hit a thumbs up. If you follow on the audio, hit us on the video, on the YouTubes. If you follow on the YouTubes, hit us on the audio. Just like and subscribe our shows because it all generates advertising opportunities. And, like, we're going to start with the Manscaped folks next week. Nice. Um, anytime nice. that we bring on new advertisers to the show, 100% of that money goes to the foundation. So uh, just by just by 
just by supporting the shows, Silver and Black Today, Raiders Fan Radio, you're doing, you're helping us uh, do work for the One Nation Foundation. So thank you all very, very much. Yes, that's awesome. Please do that. And again, we're giving away those t-shirts today. Just a donation, $5 or more, you know, just five bucks. You do it. You can do that. We also have the little people set, which I keep showing, uh, which is great if you have kids or even if you don't have kids and you just want your Raider room to be killer and you want some some little people in there it'll it'll help out so do that uh as well uh and make sure you uh drop a like to murph and the folks over at raider nation or excuse me raider fan radio thank you so much uh by the way i'm looking through the chat murph i want to get to some of these too i have people okay. bruce bruce davis is saying no tight end um and so we do that dropkick murphy 99 who's always in the chat thanks for being back man i disagree with you they say he says they miss waller they need a tight end threat. Um, I don't know if you know about Waller and his injury, continued nagging injury in New York. He did play a little bit and have a couple nice catches, but uh, they don't know if he's going to miss time again. Uh, but, yeah, I think I think it's more of getting the tight end involved, why they're not doing it. I think you're, yeah. having, I think you're having a situation, too, with the quarterback, with Garoppolo, where there's, there's not a lot of uh, familiarity yet with the off. I mean, he knows the offense, but the players on the offense, the, each other. By the way, I have to call out, too, um, we're hoping Devontae Adams is okay. I know he went back to the locker room late in the game. I don't know if he's in the concussion protocol or not. Hopefully not. Um, but he may end up being so. Uh, so shout out, and hopefully he's okay. But I think that you have to look at that. And a lot of people are going in the chat, Murph, about bad coaching, I think there's definitely some questioning of the coaching and what's going on and what their game planning is. No problem there. But um, for all those who want to fire a coach already, the Raiders have been the way they have been because of instability for 25 years. And so to fire the guy now would do that again. So uh, all that. Uh, shout out to Ariel, by the way, who's in there for a hoo He wanted me to do that for him. But anyway, <laughs> but Murph, I, th- I, I just think that, look, you know, you Always. Again, fans fans should be emotional. It's their team. They love their Raiders. So I'm not telling them not to be emotional, but I think that you just see how far this team has to go. It's why when people are like, how could you only pick them to win six or seven games? This is why. It's just going to be a progression. I'm not saying be happy with it. I'm just saying it's going to be reality for a little bit. Yeah, and I, I'm glad uh, – I forget who it was that you said there that, that, that brought up the tight end. I'm, I wonder that too. Like I don't think we're missing Waller per se – and, you know, and, and, and while when Waller during his great years with us, he was great. And there was mm-hmm. he was one of, if not the most dynamic tight end in the league. But that's not what Darren Waller is today. And 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 I hate to hear that he's having the issues with he is or suspect, uh, suspecting a, a, a nerve issue now is why he's having all these lingering hamstrings. And yeah. so, you know, I don't wish for anybody to be hurt, especially a guy that, that, that played great and has an amazing story. And and, uh, you know, so I, I don't wish any ill will towards Darren Waller, but we're not missing him what we are missing is is effective tight end play and while we Mm -hmm. saw austin hooper come up with a couple of catches as you mentioned like why are why did we spend that high round pick on michael mayer if he's not going to be involved in the offense like i that's the kind of stuff and so to the folks like you mentioned that are that are that are uh, being critical of the coaching like i think that's a valid question like what are we doing like you spend that high of a pick on a guy he should be showing up now like well, I, I think that Tyree Wilson gets a pass because I think it's a little bit different. To me, like I always say, like like ball is ball, right? Like you should be able to to work open in the offense if the offense is doing what the offense should do. The offense should be 
better than our defense, right? Like we're at a talent deficiency. So I think that it's going to be harder for a guy like Tyree Wilson to excel in that defense because there's already at a deficiency. Just like we talked about how Jalen Carter is excelling because the talent level is already so high. Well, the converse of that, if the Raiders offense is the better half of this football team and has a lot of talent at a lot of positions that are pass catchers in this offense, why isn't Michael Mayer getting fed the ball at least a little bit? Like, I question that. And I, you know, and or maybe Austin Hooper, whatever. But bottom line is that, like, when you spend that that level of a pick on a player, you want to see a little bit of productivity. And I think ultimately that does come down to coaching. Or does he just suck? And I don't know. And somebody, I'll have to depend <laughs> on guys like you that watch film to tell me. But, like, is he not getting open? And why isn't he getting open? Well, is the speed, you know, against Notre Dame opponents that much of a, of a difference between the NFL? Is he running bad routes? Is he like, what's the deal? And again, and, they, and then to go to the same thing, you could even take that over to Hunter Renfro. Like I said last week, I wasn't going to freak out to Hunter's lack of targets because was he taken away? Was he not featured in the game plan because mm. they had an effective game plan to win the football game? And, and, you know, and, and Hunter wasn't included in that and whatever. And, and I thought that was a fair response at the time. Now, though, in a big loss like what we just suffered, well, uh, I could talk. What we just suffered, like I don't know. That's I think that now that question is becoming really valid, and we'll see what yes. happens next when we take on Pittsburgh. If we start to see this become a trend, then I've really got a ton of questions. Yeah, no. I, listen, all good questions. I, you know, uh, James uh, Furpo in the chat is asking: Is Adams in, in concussion protocol? Not sure yet. He was taken off the field. Usually is a sign of that. So we'll see if he was uh, as well. But if you look at the situation, too, is, is Mayer playing? Mayer is playing. But I think to your, answer your question, I'm guessing, I, again, I have to watch the film, but my guess is going to be because where Michael Mayer has struggled so far has been in blocking. So I think what's happening is it's limiting them putting him into the offensive oh, yeah. scheme because of the blocking situation. Um, I'm just guessing, though. I mean, it's a good question to ask the coach this week to find out if they have an answer for that um, because I, I don't know with this offense. I expected to see two tight end sets in this offense. Mo and I talked yeah. about it all summer, and and we just haven't seen that as well. Um, Michael Turner in the chat, could our system be outdated? No, it works in other places very well, by the way. Um so I wouldn't think that it's outdated, uh, but but you have to be able to run it and have the people in it and make the choices uh, on play calling and whatnot to make it work. So we'll see how it goes. But that's, you know, again, it comes back to to your point, Murph, they have the tools on offense. So if the defense is struggling a little bit, they need that. Off- and that's what happened today. The offense couldn't do anything. And when you do that, you leave on your it's, it's repeat of last year. Offense couldn't stay on the field. Defense is out there forever. They break down and give up big plays. 100%. You know, and it's, it's uh, like, and that's, again, you know, I just, I keep going back to it. It just, we're just, we run out of talent on defense. And, and like you said, if you, if you, if you go against a team that plays defense to the level of the Buffalo Bills and takes away what we're able to do offensively. And, and like you said earlier, too, like you take away a key component, the balance of the offense is thrown off. The Raiders are then forced to chase. And like when we start chasing leads, like it's, it's, we're good. That's a losing battle for us. That's a downward spiral yeah. for the Raiders for the way that they are they're they're currently <laughs> built. You know, I think that um, we praised the offense last week for being able to close out a game, and I think that's going to kind of be the theme of this team. Like when we get a lead, I think that we're good enough to hold a lead. I don't think we're going to give be doing any you know seventeen point you, you know uh, or give up seventeen points to lose the game or whatever. Like I don't. I think those days are hopefully 
past us. Um, yeah. But we got to get out of the gate, and we got to get the get out of the gate strong. And while we did that today, all it takes is a deflected pass, and then for Milano to make a play on Josh Jacobs to pick the ball off, and the next thing you know, <laughs> this thing was a freaking blowout from from then on. All that all that said, Scott, I do want to say something too. I was looking at this. Do we have a minute or we need to go? Absolutely, to break? absolutely go. No, we can go as long as we need to go. Okay. I've okay. So that said, so as bad as this was today, Raider Nation, and I'm with you. I'm in my feels too. Like it's this, today sucked <laughs> and there wasn't a lot of positive takeaways. But what I am excited about is this is that even though I think the Raiders are going to only win nine games this year, when you look at our schedule, the upcoming, okay, so right now we're sitting at one and one. We get the Steelers at home for the home opener. That's two. Then we have the Chargers on the road. That's three because that's a home game for us. Packers at home, that's four. Patriots at home, that's five. Bears in Chicago, that's six. We're going to be six and one going into Detroit and playing the freaking Cinderella darlings of the NFL this year, the Detroit Lions. Uh, And it's going to be an incredible scene and an incredible football game. And I look forward to that. But I think that we are good enough. No, we're not good enough to beat the Buffalo Bills, clearly. But we're good enough to beat these other five teams ahead of us on the schedule. And then, oh, yeah, we got the, the, the freaking Giants after that and the Jets with no Aaron Rodgers after that. So, I mean, like, there, there are going to be some good things to this season. So let's not go sky is falling. Let's not go, like, you know, it's over two, two weeks in. Let's remember what life is like without Raiders football at all. And, look, look, let's do, like, what the players and coaches do. Let's freaking, you know, we're going to talk about it. Let's bitch about it today, and then let's yeah. move on. Man, let's well, on to Pittsburgh, right? Like, yeah, let's get and, to the Steelers game because that's a winnable game for us. And we're no still question. in first place. You know, we're still in freaking first place. <laughs> that's why we bring you on, Murph, the voice of the fan, right? So so we want to get that out there, and it's good. And and you got people disagreeing with you in the chat, but what's new? Um, but I'll tell you this, too. Seeing a lot of also, of course, um, of course, the, the anti-Jimmy Garoppolo stuff. And it's like, look, Jimmy uh, Garoppolo... Yeah. Uh, overall, again, he is who he is. You're going to have performances. He was 16 to 24, 185 yards, a touchdown, the two picks. One was a tip. The other pick was not a good one. That was a bad throw. I mean, it was thrown into coverage, and I think, um, you know, he owns that one. Uh, but I don't get this idea. I know where some of it's coming from. Some of you don't want to get over the Derek Carr thing, so you're going to just criticize whenever the Raiders don't do well, and then there's people on the other side. When the Saints don't well, they're going to come out of the the, the woodwork to talk about Derek Carr's terrible. I'm not getting into that. The other thing is Tyree Wilson, Raiders pod on, on the YouTube chat. Tyree Wilson's terrible. You missed at the beginning of the show when we talked about the start of Khalil Mack's career. If you want to call a player a bust after two games, put your money where your mouth is. You, 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 if you want to bet a hundred bucks on the fact that Tyree Wilson will not be a bust. I can do that. We'll figure out the parameters. Mail us at mail at silverandblacktoday.com and I'll make that bet with you. So put your money where your mouth is um, and we'll see how that goes. We'll put it in equity. We'll give it to somebody who will hold it on to us until we can make that judgment. By the way, Bill and Joel, don't forget to mail us at mail at silverandblacktoday.com to get your prizes. Um, we're going to take one quick break and then come back and finish up the show and uh, do the rest of the giveaway. So if you want to do that, Make sure, just $5 super chat there. It goes to the One Nation Foundation. You can get uh, a custom T-shirt from DC4L Custom Tees, a Raiders T-shirt, whatever you want. Also, the little people set here as well. You're with Murph and Scott. This is Silver and Black. Today, the post-game edition, Raiders 38-10. They lose to the Bills. Don't go anywhere. All right, we're back here on the post-game show. The chat is lively as ever, um, and people are not happy. 
but that's okay. That's what it is being a fan. It's fanatic. That's what it's short for. You're supposed to be unhappy when your team loses. Now, some of you are a little delusional as well as being unhappy with some of what you're talking about in here, but that's just my opinion. Hey, you could be right and I could be wrong. I'm wrong all the time, as my wife tells me. So we'll get through it. But uh, we appreciate you guys being back with us here on the show as we sum it up. But Mer- I, I think it's good. Like, you know, a lot of people think you're eating gummies or smoking some some of the funny weed um, <laughs> with your predictions. Uh, and, yeah. and I get it. But I, I listen, before the season, I said seven wins. Last week, Mo looked at me sideways because I said, I, I like the way they look. I think they might end up, they could, I might move them up to eight wins. And then, of course, they come out with this game. So what do I know? Um, but, but at the same time, you know, look, the Raiders are a rebuilding team. We've been saying it for months. You've been saying it on your show for months. And I know people don't want to face it. Um, and, and I get that. They, they, they're tired of the decades-long um, frustration. And, and, and it shows. But I think you have to be a little more patient. You just have to. And if you don't want to be patient, I think you've said it best, Murph. Have you not? Look, either be a fan or don't be a fan. Like, you, you can choose it. And you can be a fan and bitch and complain. And that's cool, as long as you're still a fan. But this idea that it's an all or nothing thing isn't going to fly when your team still has a way to go until it reaches at least some semblance of a team that can compete for the playoffs and then maybe deeper into the playoffs. Yeah, and I mean, if, if, if like, I, I, you know, my, my co-host Swag Jeff the other day was talking about this. He's like, if this doesn't bring you at least a little bit of enjoyment, then like, what are you doing? Like, like then just turn off, turn off Twitter, turn off the TV and walk away from it. Like, I know this game sucked today and I'm not trying to polish the turd or put lipstick on a pig for you, Raider Nation. Like, I'm not trying to pretend like the Raiders are, are something that they aren't. But what I am telling you is that, like, our show is called Raiders Fan Radio because we're fans <laughs> of the freaking football team. So I'm going to root for them to do well. And I think that even from an objective point of view, with that rundown that I just gave you of those next up-and-coming games, like, can you make a reasonable argument that we can't win those games? It's not, I'm not, we're not talking about playing the Chiefs twice and, you know, the Bengals and the Eagles. and whoever, We're not talking about playing elite teams in the NFL. We're talking about playing against teams that are on our level. Like, those are very winnable football games for us. Now, after that, you notice I, I stopped before we got to Miami because I think we're going to get our asses kicked. I mean, so, like, there's a, I'm not trying to sell you something that, that doesn't exist. And I just, look, I'm always going to err on the side of positivity. That's just, yeah. it's, it. That's your personality. I tattoo, I tattoo the freaking team on my, on my arm. I decorate my house with it. I name my dog after it. I wear their clothes. Like, I'm all in for this damn thing. So I'm going to root for them in the areas to which there's either a little bit of a glimmer of hope. But um, so that's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to go into the thing thinking that it's just until there's a reason to. And that's the thing that once once we we start having collapses against teams, we shouldn't have collapses against. Then I'll be sky is falling right with you and I'll be bitching right along with you. Um, But until that happens, I think that there are still going to be some things for us to root for. And then I'll say this, too, about. And I know my Uncle Macho told me the chat's killing me, um, but that's okay. Like, <laughs> they they want to they want to fire they want to fire a Murph from Raider fan radio T-shirt. No, oh, there you go. Good. And just as long you as might, the proceeds you know, go to one proceeds go to hundred percent, sell it, <laughs> sell the heck out of it. But you know, like if you're bitching about the quarterback, are yeah. we watching the same games? Like, come on! If you th- just like with the penalties, you think that's the reason we lost today? Like, get, I mean, give me a break, man. Like, let's fi- can we finally get past our ex girlfriend for crying out loud? Like, <laughs> why Uncle Mosh does all the time too. Like, could we? No one wants to hear you talk about your ex. Like, 
that's not the reason that we lost this game today. Like, give it up, man. Move on. And I'm not going to tell you to like, oh, you should go be a Saints fan. I don't care. You do whatever the heck you want to do. And the only criteria I have to judge your Raider fandom is the passion and enthusiasm that you bring to the table. I'm not saying you got to agree with me, but I'm saying that like, you know, when you start, <laughs> when you start taking that opinion and using that to influence your evaluation of today's game, that ain't it, man. Like, yeah. like you know, don't act and, brand new. This is not listen, why we lost this and, game. And listen, there's being realistic, there's being optimistic, and there's being pessimistic. You can be either or or a few of them. Um, you know, we have we have some of these guys in here talking about and and saying yes, we can yes make the argument against the Raiders winning any other game. And I'm super positive, yet I'm also realistic. Philippe, if you if you think that the Raiders are going to lose every game, um, feel free. I I mean. I understand what you're saying. You're saying you're super positive. You could see every team winning every game or losing every game. I mean, they could say that about every team. There's no there's no team that's going to win every single week. Look at the Bengals. The Bengals were were the odds on favorite from most people to go to the Super Bowl. They're 0 and 2. Not only they're 0 and 2, they're 0 and 2 in their own division. So anything can happen. So you're right from that standpoint, Philippe. Anything can happen. They could lose every other game. Or they could win four or five of them. You just don't know, okay? Uh, especially when you're not a complete team and you don't have, I think, um, how it's gone. And if Martin Tim Timmer, Martin Timmer, if you want to know how we picked seven games as winners, you can go back and listen to our show from right after the draft. Go back. It's in the archives. I'm not going to sit here and repeat it to you again. So, uh, But check it out. We certainly appreciate you guys being around and, and doing that as well. Murph, now, I know you guys got um, a week now. It's, it's a lost week, so everybody's going to be stewing a little bit, and that's good. They need to get it out before the Raiders get home for a big home game against the Steelers, uh, which will be a good one. And they need to the fans need to pack Allegiant Stadium and make that uh, a loud environment, keep those Steeler fans out. Tell me what you got going this week. You got your normal live show on Wednesday with the crew, but tell everybody where to find the show and what to expect when they watch the show if they have not done so. Yeah, so you can find a, a lighter journey into the dark side with a lot of frivolity. And, uh, you know, we don't take ourselves too seriously, but we take our Raider fandom seriously. And, and yeah, and, it, and it's a place to root for the Raiders. So, uh, you know, if, if you're not going to bring that to the table, then it's probably not for you. But uh, but all, we welcome all comers. We have people from other fan bases uh, that like to jump in the chat and join the show. And <laughs> and, uh, and it's just a lot of fun. We just have a good time talking about some Raiders football uh, here, here in the in the in the 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 uh, in process of getting remodeled uh, fan cave 1.2 and so uh, we have a good time Wednesday nights at 4 p.m. Pacific 7 p.m. Eastern that is youtube.com slash Raiders fan radio or you can find us on any podcast service or enter any internet connected device uh, just by searching for Raiders fan radio and again we just we appreciate your uh, your support of the show because it supports the One Nation Foundation and and yeah it's 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 fun it's just a good time it's a, it's a party it's more of a more of a tailgate than it is a you know a, we're, we're, not, we're not professional journalists. We're not, you know, we're not pros at this like like Mo and Scott are. Um, and I'm, we're not former athletes. We're not analysts. We're just, you know, just chuckleheads in my bonus room that like to talk about their team and and have fun doing it. So, uh, so we appreciate anybody who wants to come by and, and join us. We like to say that we're the dog whistle of Raiders podcasting. You know, it's like if you, if you get it, you get it. You know what I mean? So, but it's at a minimum, it's fun. And uh, so, yes, yeah, so we appreciate your, your patronage and, and, and thank you all. And, and shout out and, and shout out this too. I will say this too. Everyone's in, their, in, in in kind of in a sour mood because the yeah. team lost, right? Yep. I get it, man, and I, I totally get it. And I think that when in, when you're coming off a loss, especially this egregious of one, all opinions are valid. I mean, sure. that's the thing is that like 
you know, we're, the, the purpose of this show is for us to share our opinions. I'm not going to pretend that I'm right. And I don't, I'm not going to pretend anybody with a different opinion is wrong. It's just, the, we all have our different takes on what we've seen. And, and so I just try to take my, the best I can objective viewpoint while still bleeding silver and black, you know, <laughs> uh, try to try to bring that to the table in an entertaining way. Um, but, but that's the one thing about our show too, that we always say that like, if you don't agree with it, like, great. Like, you know, we're not there to be right. I'm not there to be whatever or, or to talk at people or whatever. We just want to be conversational and talk about our favorite football team and love to hear from people. Love, that's why we have the best chat room on our oh, show. Yeah. Our chat room is freaking it's amazing. Hysterical. It's right. It's a blast. And also, oh. too, like the, the, the emails that we get, the phone calls that we get. It's real interactive. So, anyways, if you're into that stuff, definitely stop by. And thank you and shout out everybody that's in the chat room. I can't see it, but I appreciate everybody that's in the chat room tonight on Silver and Black today. I love you guys, even the ones that, that, that think I should be fired and Let's make a T-shirt and make some money for the foundation. <laughs> it's funny, too. Thank you, Murph. I appreciate that and echo everything you said. It's good stuff. But even some of the folks in there saying they haven't seen the Raiders this dominated in a long time. I don't know if they watched the Saints game last year when they couldn't get the ball past the 50-yard line. That was pretty. I mean, the score might have been different, but the Raiders have been dominated this badly a few times in the last couple of years. How about Atlanta? Um, How about in Atlanta a couple oh, of years ago? That was tough, too. Ooh. But that said, look, it's recencies, right? So this is the one you remember because it just happened recently. And so I get it. But you're right. It's a good point. Let You know, people need to – everybody's got their point of view, and they're valid. I don't necessarily agree with all of them, and you don't always agree with mine, and that's totally cool. But we certainly appreciate you guys being around here. And thank you again to Bill and Joel for the Super Chats. They get their T-shirts, any pick that they want with the donation going to – uh, the the One Nation Foundation. We will also do more giveaways coming up during the week. Remember, too, Mo will be back with me for Tuesday's show. So join us on Tuesday. We'll do a full recap as we've watched the film and kind of go back into some of the details of the game as well. So uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you get it. Murph, thank you, my friend, for being with us always. Sure. Let me get you get back to your family, and then we will talk to you next week. All right. Appreciate it, Scott. Have a good night. All right. See you next week when we are two and one. <laughs> there you go. See, you cannot bang the optimism out of Murph. It will take a lot. It could be week 16. And, the, and, and, and if there's any chance the Raiders make the playoffs, he will, he will be there. He will be positive. So we certainly appreciate that and appreciate you guys all stopping by. Thank you to everybody in the chat, even for the people hating on us. It's all good. Uh, that's what it's here for. And we certainly appreciate all of you for being with us for our, our producer, Mike Robbie, for everybody at Odyssey sports for whom this podcast uh, is distributed. We certainly appreciate their work on the, the show as well as my good friend, Mo Moten, who will be with us back for our weekly shows as he churns through his work on this Sunday afternoon. Again, make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you get it. If you're on YouTube, hit subscribe, but also hit the notifications bell. So, you know, when there's a new video, for uh, Mo Moten, for Murph, for myself, Scott Cobrans, and this has been Silver and Black Today. Thank you, guys. Have a great week, and we will speak to you on Tuesday.